0: Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org and stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. At just 30 years old, Lisandra Casia Caposo Cristobal Jacosta is the Deputy General Director of the Ministry of Health in the Southwest African country of Angola. She is also an NSLS alumna. Lisandra joins me today in a discussion about her impressive journey, resilience in the workplace, and leadership with compassion. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, your host, and this is Motivational Mondays. I am so honored to be joined today by, and I'm going to pronounce your name, your full name, and I've been practicing, so tell me how I do. Okay, I'm joined today by Lisandra Cassia Caposo Cristobal Jacosta, how did I do? <laughs> that was perfectly fine. You nailed it. Okay, perfect. I was like, I'm not going to butcher this woman's name today when she joins me. You did it great. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, it's an honor to have you here because not only are you an impressive person who's done so much in your young years to achieve great success in business, but you're also an NSLS alumnus. And so we're really, really excited to have you here. So thank you and welcome to Motivational Mondays.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Korea I'm the one that actually is very honored to finally be part of Motivational Monday. I like to say that oh, since 2014, I've been actually listening, and today I'm part of it. So that is, to me, a huge accomplishment. And thank you so much. I'm the one that, that has a lot to thank for.
0: Your position, your current position, is the Deputy General at the Ministry of Health in Angola. And what people should know, I just want to make sure we give a background of Angola. Angola is in the west coast of Southern Africa, the second largest Portuguese speaking country after Brazil, about 33 million in the population, which is up about 3%, I believe, from 2019. So you are in control or you manage, I guess, is it the healthcare system for that entire population? Please explain to us what your job entails.
1: Right now, I am the Deputy General Director at um, SECOMA, and I will explain what that stands for. That is actually the public institute that is responsible for the whole supply chain management. Uh, It's responsible for the procurement, distribution of medication and medical equipment in Angola. Uh, So we are obviously, through the Ministry of Health, and that's my my position that I've been so far. We're responsible for buying the medication, distributing it, and the whole supply chain management regarding it, the logistics process, that's also our responsibility. So it's a big uh, responsibility. That's a little bit of what I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of people to sort of be responsible for, to make sure that They get the medical materials and supplies that they need. But what's most impressive, though, is that you're quite a young age. Now, typically, I guess women don't discuss their ages. Um, But in your case, it was in your bio notes. So can we share your age with the public?
1: Yes, I'm just 30 years old. I'm uh, very... Single years old, yeah.
0: (laughs) And you look and you look much younger, by the way, because people people can't see you, but I see you on camera. Thank you. (laughs) uh, You're welcome. But yes, uh, that is still a young age to have such a big position, and. You started with the Ministry of Health, though, years ago, though. So you began as a younger, I guess, applicant in this role or candidate in this role. And then you quickly, though, you rose up in some, to some senior positions. So tell me about the time you spent there, how you began, and then how you got to where you are.
1: I'm actually very uh, fortunate to be part of our um, health care system here in Angola. I've held multiple senior positions within our ministry. And I, obviously, I started much younger because I only turned 30 this
0: year. Right, right. But
1: I started um, as the administrative director at Maternity Lucrecia Pain, and that is the biggest maternity of the country with wow. over 400 beds. And as I grew up within my role, I was appointed and promoted to the consultant for the hospital area at the Ministry of Health. And I did that for about three years. And then I was again promoted and appointed by the Minister of Health to be in the position that I am today. That is the Deputy General Director for the central, that is the public institute that is responsible for the purchasing, the procurement, and the distribution of the, the medication. I like to say that it's through work resilience that I've reached where I am today uh, at a, such a young age. I try to do everything, obviously, before any and everything, my spirituality. But second, I like to consider myself a natural born leader, but I also like to have everybody around me in a supportive environment in a way that we can all grow together within the role that I am in today. And that is actually a part, besides obviously those great opportunities that I was uh, having, was about a lot of resilience
0: Yes, I know that's a big thing for you. Resilience and leading with kindness and with heart. Those are two of your biggest attributes I, I have gathered from researching about you. And you've just really nailed it with one of the big things we always talk about at the NSLS, which is great leadership is not just about leading yourself. It's also about bringing out the best in the others around you, right? And establishing, uh, giving people what they need also to excel. And You mentioned when we first began, or I mentioned, I guess, that you are an NSLS alumnus. So tell me a little bit about how being an NSLS member helped shape your leadership vision and success for the future.
1: As I said, I've been a part of the society since 2014. I believe that leadership isn't just about motivating and influencing other people, but what the society actually did to me that I now like to do with the people that are around me Setting a goal, setting a vision, and actually reaching that is to understand that alone we cannot do it, but we can actually do it if we are a team and everybody is within the same vision. If everybody understands the goal, the goals, and what it takes to actually reach those goals, and I believe that the society actually helped me a lot in terms of understanding what it takes for leaders to actually set an environment. Getting to know whoever is around them, even uh, in the workplace, in their personal life, people that can actually get in the same atmosphere. I like to say that getting the same atmosphere and then they can contribute. They understand that this is the way that, that this is possible. And we can all reach that together. And the society actually helped me through that. As I said, I was an AVID member. I used to watch Motivational Mondays. I used to log in to see what the speakers were trying to teach us. And at that moments, those were very particular moments that I realized that I could actually transport that to the setting that I am in today and to actually make not just the people around me, but to shape a whole generation. And that's what I've been trying to do because obviously I'm very young and leadership doesn't really have to do with the position that we're in today, but it's about the way we've been shaping this way. It's about the trajectory until we reach this goal.
0: A lot of the kids who, and I say kids, they're young adults, a lot of the young adults who are in our program, I think because of the society that we are in, they might just be part of a generation that may expect things a little faster. But what I like about your story as a young person, you're stressing the importance of the hard work too, the commitment to work, not just showing up. So what's important about that is that you speak about resilience. And when it comes to resilience, you have mentioned that you were rising up the corporate ladder, if you will, during some difficult times of transition. Did you mean personal transitions or do you mean there were societal transitions in Angola that were happening that made your job a bit more difficult?
1: Both. Actually, when I say that it's a way for me to shape a generation is because I come from a very Quick kind of generation. We want everything very fast, and we want it to make it happen, like in the <laughs> our in our fingerprints. Um, but I want to kind of take that perspective away, and I w- that perspective away, and I want to be able to tell people at my age, through my generation, that is possible through hard work, to, through persistence. We have to be persistent. You don't get to a place of a trust with big responsibilities without actually having to have a way have a you have to step in all the stairs in order to go up and that is something that I do like to preach to everybody especially young generation through my resilience I like to say that it wasn't just personal but it was political in my country it was a big shift In a lot of the things, in a lot of the way that the country was going, political, it was a shape of a society. It was also related to work. And it was about having those resilient uh, foundations, positivity, uh, emotional stability, balance, spirituality. It's about being aware of your triggers and understanding that everything is possible if you do it the right way. And that's something that I like to say, that is actually the foundation of the resilience, the foundation of great leaders and the direction that we actually are going in the whole world. It's okay to want things very quick. It's okay to want things to to happen and to get things done. But in order for you to do that, you have to understand that there is a process. It's not just something that will happen overnight, but it's an active process of shaping things along the way, shaping ideas, shaping a vision, setting up goals, getting yourself to grow in every area of your life for you to start impacting your society, your community, and one day your whole country, and one day... That's in my sector, but the whole healthcare system, one step at a time with a lot of focus, with a lot of integrity and transparency. That's what young leaders have to set up in their mind and go for it. It is
0: possible in the right way. That is wonderful advice. I mean, I was just like clinging to every word, like, wow. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. No, really. No, really. I mean, I think I I cannot wait for our members to hear that because it's everything that we try to to make sure that they gain from the society when they join everything you just tapped on because people can take shortcuts. I think at some point in our lives, we've all tried a shortcut or we try to minimize the work. And at the end of the day, the lack of integrity in that moment means that we were not as prepared as we should have been. We did not produce or perform as good as we should have. So the lesson for me, like you just said, is that there really are no shortcuts if you want quality, right? If you want high performance, you have to put the work in. Now, also while that's important too is another issue, which is... Specific to women, you are not only just an amazing business person and thought leader, you're a mom and you have three children. Yes. (laughs) You have twins and a third child, and you still balance all that. I raised that point in the conversation too to discuss women's specific needs in business, right? As moms. And I was wondering if you had any challenges as a mother or when you became pregnant, still pursuing your occupation, because sometimes for women, it's really hard in society. There's bias in business against women trying to be a mom. So how was that experience for you?
1: That was actually a very challenging experience that also shaped me. That is also part of my resilience process, because I'm not ashamed of being the minority in every uh, sense. And actually, because I understand where I stand when it comes to be young, a woman Black woman and to be in such a a responsibility in my country, I understand that I am the minority. And for that, I try to relate to the people that can actually see me as an inspiration. Obviously, it was very hard because since I started, I have four-year-old twins I have a toddler and he's seven months old. So it is a lot of work. I have a loving husband. I have, I I like to say that I have a whole life part of who I am when it comes to my business and my profession. I have a whole life to manage. There were times that it was a huge challenge, but I like to say that a good support system will take you very far. And I had this great support system. I had a husband that understood my vision when it comes to my uh, work and he put there his heart to, we had to make a lot of sacrifices for our family, especially with my time with my toddlers. That is something that I want to do. I want to, when I get home, as much tired that I am, I still want to see their little faces coming up and running. Obviously, where I am It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of persistence to still hold your ground. That is a good word, to still hold your ground and not let people define you by your choices. It's a great support system. There were great people around me that actually made it happen. It's not always perfect. It's not always easy to do that. But if you can get everybody that is around you within your vision, within the perspective for the future, those steps will actually be much easier if they understand this is where we are and this is where we want to go, this is the, the goal that we have for the country, for our family, for your spirituality, for your personal growth, and they can actually help you. And has a person, has a woman, has been so young in being a imam. You understand that there are areas in your life that they may lack something here and there. But you're willing to make those sacrifices. You're willing to fulfill those areas with the values that you have in order to. Keep moving forward. Do not let that hold you back, but to understand that it is possible. As much as I need to sacrifice this, in the long run, we will all win. We will all have that. So if I have to work until... 10 p.m., I won't because I still have time for my kids. So I will, start, I will stop a little bit early, see them, have my quality time with them, and then go back to work if I have to. It's also to understand that everything goes through a process, and you have to respect the process. You have to respect the miles that will take in order for you to fulfill a goal.